It is taping and rolling. Larry, you doing all right? Yep, I'm doing pretty good, you know. All Happy right. to be able to say hello. <laughs> you're not kidding. Well, I see you're still you're still in your uh, patriotic uh, voting mode. You still got your voting tie on. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm just feeling very American right now. So I thought right. I better keep wearing it. <laughs> right. Well, did you watch the uh, Iran USA World Cup game yesterday? I did. I you did. Know, let, let me ask you about that. You know, so we won in a one to nothing thriller. Uh it was one of the most anticipated sporting events, I, I assume ever, security was the utmost importance. Were the, Do you think the athletes were nervous? Was there any fear of violence or was that kind of us thinking something bad might happen? Well, I'm sure, you know, that's an international um, competition. And and it was not, the, the competition was not just focused on this game. It's been like that all the time, especially with women you know, right. challenges that women have. So, no, I think that they probably use the venue, use this opportunity right. to bring some visibility to the challenges that women are having in that country. Okay, okay. Well, I'm yeah. glad we won and we moved on, you know, yeah. other than our cap there, uh, I guess you could say. All right, world, uh, the Hero World Challenge Golf Tournament is this weekend. You know, of course, that's Tiger Woods Golf Tournament. He withdrew from uh, from playing. Injured, you know, injuries again. His leg is still bothering him. I think I heard somewhere, and I don't know if it's true or not, that he had a couple more surgeries on that leg, you know, recently. Yeah. Um, he turns 47 in December, so you kind of see where I'm heading. Yeah. His last Tiger-type year was 2013. 16 events, he won five of them, eight top 10 finishes. He's only won three times since 2013. One of them, of course, uh, that great run in the Masters, I guess that was 2019 when he won the Masters. Before 2013, he had some injury years, you know, so he's been riddled for a while with these injuries. 2008, I found this interesting. He played in six tournaments. He won um, uh, four of them, came in second in one of them, and a top 10 in the other one. This is so after quite, a terrible, ter uh, terrible car accident, right? Yeah, and well, he's you know trying to recover from a car accident that's uh, been well over a year now. Yeah. So my question to you, Larry, as a former athlete, can he, should he even try to compete on the PGA Tour anymore? Or is it just, you know, you know we're all hoping he does because we're all thinking, gosh, wouldn't it be something if he won again? Yeah. What's the real story? Well, when, when, when you've been uh, number one, You've almost been like the uh, the capitalism of the the sport. I mean, Tiger has held his position for a long time and has done very very well. It'd be very difficult. It's almost like you, Scott. You know. Oh, here we you, go. You, <laughs> don't even go there. You you've been managing people for so long. See, <laughs> it'd be uncomfortable for you not to manage me or manage me. Yeah. For him. For him. All of his life, imagine this, all of his life, he has set the tone for a sport. He has been the, the number one player, you know, and I mean, he's, it's something that you just can't walk away from. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's very hard. And we've talked many times about the transitioning and, and depression yeah. for athletes, you know, because they're, you know, 35 years old. And now what do I do the rest of my life? And nobody's going to applaud and cheer and you know, even recognize you anymore in many cases. Yeah. 
So yeah, no, I know it's I, I know it's tough, but what do we as golf fans expect? We'd like nothing more than to see Tiger play again and win. Is that even conceivable? Well, it is conceivable, I guess, possibly in the senior tour. I think golf is well. The senior tour is very; it'll be very different, you know. Right. You know, uh, and 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 I really believe that golf has done a great job in maintaining their athletes over the many years by introducing the senior tour. Right. Right. And I think that that'll be Tiger's next. Tiger's won so much now. I don't think people are are you know negative if he doesn't win at all what we want to see now is that if he's still living and if he's still moving and you know people i think people will be happy and especially the sponsors will be happy to have his name on the list oh yeah sure no. do you remember my dreaming this when they started the senior tour over 50 didn't they also have an over 60 tour yeah i, I can't remember an over uh 60 league you know i, I guess think a, there was for a short time okay but we were was so young senior we tour or something what now was it called senior tour or you know what was the tour call for the i don't 60s? even remember we're gonna have to google that maybe scott or zeke could google it and when we come out on trivia they'll let it, they'll let us know you know about it all right so do you think he'll win another event on the regular tour before he finally yeah. realizes he's done? No, I don't. And and I, I don't because of the equipment, the adjustments in the, you know, golf equipment. Right. Um, I don't because I think Tiger has drawn emphasis to not only professional golf, but to college golf. So a lot of people are, are realize now, oh, if I play golf, I can make this much money. <laughs> or yeah, I can yeah. do this. Or I can get around. So I, I think Tiger has opened golf up to a larger width and breadth of the American population. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting because we always, you know, one time we were comparing 17 NFL games, what's rougher on the body, those 17 games or the 162 in baseball. And then if yeah. you add on playoffs, baseball gets to be an obscene number, you know, if you go all the way. Um, we never really mentioned golf, though, but golf, you know, they're walking up and down hills five miles a day, four days in a row. That's that takes a toll on your body too. Yeah, it does. It does. You know, so, well, I'd like to see Tiger play a little bit more. And uh, I'm one of those guys that's you know the optimist. You're you're the depressing guy. No, he's done. He's going to win two more events before he uh, moves on and calls it a career in the regular tour. You know, you highlighted something really interesting when you said because you're right. You know, the players are going through you know getting tired or whatever. But imagine the caddy with the bag. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know how somebody could be a caddy when they get older. Yeah. And, and some of them are not in the best of shape. but the, And those bags are not light. Light. That's right. They, That's they, right. they got a million things in there, you know, yeah. including food, which are drinks that weighs you down. I, I don't know how they do that. Don't either. Don't you know, either. you know, it's... Uh, you know, Larry wants me to be his caddy in Europe, so everybody knows when he goes on the senior tour in Europe, I'll be his caddy as long as I can be driving my own cart. <laughs> that's right. You know, well, that's the plan. <laughs> yeah, here's your club, Larry. I'm not going to get up here. Take it from me when I drive by. All right. Jacoby Brissett, Trey Lance, Geno Smith, Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Jameis Winston, Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray. Those 11 guys started 
at the beginning of the year as an NFL quarterback. They're all African-American. It's almost 35% of the quarterbacks starting are African-American. And there's, I'm oh, sure, yeah. a few that are backups, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, in the league. Sean Watson, he'll be starting. Uh, um, you know, they're going to let him play again. Yeah. You always tell me that the most important person on a team is the quarterback. He makes the most money. He's the team leader in the uh, in the locker room and everything. These guys that I mentioned, of course, Trey Lance is out injured, you know, for the rest of the year. But most of these guys are stars in the league that I mentioned. Their star quality and their contract level is that going to help persuade NFL owners to hire African-American coaches? Do you think that's going to, that might be able to get us over that hump and start uh, filling up uh, um, some African-American coaches in the NFL? That's a great question. Um, I, I, I think it will have some impact. You know, you can't say that it, you know, won't have some impact because, some of those quarterbacks are coming from, you know, that type of coaching environment. Right. But, but my, 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 my true reflection, especially going into college and going into the pros is that the, the nationality of the coach or the player that is, is not as much as in play in a sport. Right. The performance is more in play in the sport because if the athlete performs right, then it highlights the coach and it helps him to get, you know, a little bit more money. And right. if the coach performs right, it basically says that he can train, you know, any any athlete, no matter the nationality. So, right. uh, you know, that that's where I sort of move toward um, uh, the, you know, just the the skill set has a higher level of of I think of of consideration. Right. Than, than the nationality. Well, right now, Lovey Smith uh, coaches Houston, African-American coach. He took the Bears to the Super Bowl. They didn't win it, but he got them to the Super Bowl. Mike like Tomlin, pardon me? You like the Bears? Uh, you, you know, <laughs> you, you've been laughing at me for years now. Next year, the Bears are going to be an elite team, and you're you're not going to know what to uh, how to dig me. <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. you know, and that's where I'll I'll finally be able to give it back to you. Uh, Mike Tomlin, coach of Pittsburgh, sixteen seasons, never below five hundred, won a Super Bowl. So you know the the records are are there. Uh, Todd Bowles' first year at Tampa, uh, um, and then uh, Mike McDaniel is biracial. His uh, mom is white. His dad is black. So there's four coaches in the NFL right now, African American. Um, and I think, you know, their, their records are just as good as white coaches, you yeah. know, so I think eventually we're going to get over that hump too. Uh, and Pete Rosell is going to keep smiling on down on all this parody because there's parody in the league. There's parody in the quarterbacks now, and hopefully we'll get parody in the coaching. And, and I think the parody in the coaching is going to come with the continued development of the college ranks. Right, yeah. right. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, ab absolutely. Now, we were talking earlier off camera and, you know, it, you know, you always like to talk about injuries, how important that is in the game and everything. And I brought up to you um, that they've made it where there's not as much contact uh, in practices. 
they have some day, you know, they, they, they're not allowed to have contact at, until a certain point and everything, trying to make it safer for the athletes. And your comment to me was pretty interesting. Nobody but the head coach is standing in that stadium during practice time <laughs> making those decisions. So are you saying that they're uh, kind of uh, bending the rules a little bit? And these guys are doing full contact pads and stuff when the league says they're not? Well, you know, you did notice, I'm sure you noticed that uh, a lot of the linemen in practice now have a padded, you know, an extra padding. Right. On the right. Outs even on the outside of their helmet. Um, and and I believe, you know, you know, there's there's certain ways for you to get to be a champion. Right. And and I think all the coaches kind of know what it takes and it's not being solved. You know, it's just, right, right. it's not, it's not, um, it, 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 it's hard and especially hard in that league. And I think that, that the harder you work the guys, the more they respond in, in difficult situations. Now, and I think that's where the coach, you know, are. just thinking about that, shouldn't all preseason activities be in cooler climates for the players? I mean, cause I think if you're working out every day in intense heat, like here in Texas, there's some intense heat during the, uh, you know, the spring drills and whatnot. I think that wears you down a little bit towards the end of the year, you, you know, where I think the Cowboys did a study on that. And that's why they got out of Dallas, you know, and they moved out to California for the spring uh, training that uh, that that intense heat does wear you out as you get towards the end of the year. Did you ever yeah. notice that when you were playing or they didn't think about those things back then? I don't think they even considered those type of things back then. You know, uh, it, it never came up amongst the player system. And, you know, I don't, I, I just don't think that they even considered that at the time. All right. All right. Well, let's, let's make it trivia time. Let's see if uh, Scott and Zeke could uh, redeem themselves out of these poor showings. And now I made this really easy for them today. So they're going <laughs> to, they're the smartest guys. Look, so look at Zeke with that intensity in his, in his look. Scott is, is ready. always ready. <laughs> All, <know>. right. <laughs> All right. Who are we going to do first here? Scott, we're going to go first with you. All right. Let's do it. All right. We were very saddened by a famous divorce in 1996. What more clues do you need to tell me who that couple was? I'll give you a big clue. It wasn't yeah. in the United States. Uh-oh. See, now, if you ask your mom, she'll know the answer. You might have been right. <laughs> Larry, roll that beautiful music from uh, Jeopardy. Can <laughs> I ask for another hint? Another hint? Yeah, I'm lost. I have no idea. You have no idea. Let me think of another hint that I could, that I could give here. First, I'm going to ask Zeke. Don't give the answer, but do you know, or did you Google it already? No, I know. You you know. All right, Scott. We're going to have to give you a hint to get you uh, uh, British accents come into play. I'm going to just take a guess. I'm kind of lost. Who? I said I'm going to take a guess because I'm lost. I don't even know if she got divorced. No, because she died. Princess Diana? I don't know. You got the answer correct. Princess oh, Diana right. and Charles. 
you know, yeah. uh, her death was a tragedy. Yeah. Um, um, and but the divorce was big news, obviously too. And Zeke, so you see why I said women care. My my wife really cared about it, and I go, and I'm going, okay, you know, all right. So I don't to stop getting myself in further trouble. Um, we'll move on. All right, Zeke, I got an easy question for you, and I'm not going to give you hints other than this is a techie question, and you're going to know the answer. And then next week, I'll make sure you don't. <laughs> Two events happened in your world, in the tech world, in 1998. What were they? Windows 98 came out. You don't get the answer. Windows 98 came out? No. Well, it may have, but that wasn't uh, the question <laughs> I'm asking, but no. I think you should give him a hint. That was kind it, of wrong. That's a little too general. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's really not, you know, when you hear the answers, you'll know it wasn't too general. Um, <laughs> there's a very large company was founded. And another very large company revealed something very significant. A the large uh was was nvidia founded uh the search engine google was uh, founded and the other one was apple revealed the imac computer mm. oh he's not even interested and he's a techie okay all right guys See, go away you did wonderful uh, we we might have one for you oh, oh yeah you have one we do. We we came across it while editing some stuff for uh, our GBC Stories project. All right, let's hear it. Would you like to ask the question, Scott? Sure. So <laughs> during one of the famous speeches of... I, I defer Robert, to Larry immediately. Go ahead. <laughs> this is fair game for both of you, but we'd like to put the pressure on Scott. So Larry, oh, okay. you don't I'm have to say... I'm drinking the water hey, now. Yeah, you just stare at Scott. Make him feel the pressure. Uh, so during the famous JFK speech uh, that he did at Rice University, where you know he does the ask uh, not, huh? No, ask. not that one. The we choose to go to the moon and other oh, things, okay. not because they're easy, but because they're hard, hard you know? right? So he uses another analogy right before that about why something does something else, not because it's easy, but because it's hard. Do you know what that analogy he used? What those two things were? So right before he gave the analogy, we're going to go to the moon, not because it's easy, but because it's hard. Right before that, he said another, he gave another example of he, why somebody would do something, not because it's easy, but because he, he gave you a huge hint already. That's also true. I can't remember what he's saying. All right. You it is, it is a sports analogy. That's it true. is. Yep. That the Bears will uh, uh, rule once Justin Fields uh, is playing. What did he say? Tell us what he said. The hint, the hint was Rice University. I don't remember. He says, why does Rice play Texas? Oh. <laughs> There's your fun fact. I don't even remember that. Really? No, mm -hmm. I didn't know it either. I've heard that quote so many times and I've seen the video, but I never like I think it's one sentence right before he says, why does Rice choose to play Texas? Not because it's easy, but because it's and hard. Who is the know? Secret Service man that pushed um, Jackie Kennedy back in the car? What? 
Go, oh, guys. No. We got to finish up the show. His name was Clint Hill, the uh, Secret Service guy. Okay. All right. All right. So now they're picking on us, Larry. I don't know about that. All right. Let's spot like four games on Sunday. Seven of these uh, teams out of the eight are in first or tied for first. So these are all going to be good games. Nashville and the Eagles. Who are you taking? Uh, well, you know, the Eagles have had a uh, pretty good season so far. So I'm going with the Eagles. Well, they're a pretty good season. They've only lost one game. So I would say it's a very good season. The Chiefs and the Bengals, two star quarterbacks going head to head. I'm a Patrick Mahomes fan. I like the way that, you know, you can't predict what he's going to do. So I usually go with Patrick. You know, and, and you know, you know, I agree with you on that, on that pick also, but you know what the Bengals, there's something about it last year and they're doing it again this year. You know, it doesn't matter how far behind they might get. They somehow come back and win games. That's Joe Burrow, isn't it? Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. he, he's phenomenal too. All right, the Dolphin, uh, the Dolphins, and the 49ers. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm, I'm going to go with the 49ers on that. I, I am too. Yeah. You know, there's something about the 49ers, and the, the interesting thing, of course, is the quarterback who wasn't. You know, they wanted to get rid of him, and then yeah. when they didn't, he was just going to be the backup until, yeah. uh, and until the injury came, and all of a sudden he's thrust into the, uh, into the role, and that's it. Uh, um, New Orleans at Tampa Bay. New Orleans is the only team not in first place. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay has a goat there, so I, I will go with Brady. All right. Well, you know, at some point, even Brady's going to have to slow down, I think you know, so, and, and call it a day. All right. Well, we'll see. Um, we have a little clip to show at the end, like we always do now from Generations Broadcasting from our archives. We have uh, Pearl Harbor, uh, the attack on Pearl Harbor anniversary is coming up. So I thought I'd show one of the uh, veterans who was there at Pearl Harbor. So I hope uh, everybody will uh, uh, enjoy this clip. And Larry, we'll see everybody next time. Thanks, brother. Right, have, a have a good week. All right. Take care now. Bye, y'all. Graduated from Tulane Dime Maker School. We received our orders assignment to the fleet we didn't know where we were going all this the graduates down there and the war in Europe was really getting hot I didn't relish the idea of going to the Atlantic fleet because it looked like that's where all the stuff was going to hit the fan yeah yeah and when I got my orders to go to Pearl Harbor I said golly I couldn't get farther away from harm in Pearl Harbor Hawaii, yeah. Yeah, Hawaii. I had to look on a map to see where Pearl Harbor was. My 18th birthday was Friday, and uh, there was a... And that was the 5th yeah, of December, okay. There was a... Uh, Navy had an R&R &R place at Nanakuli Beach, mm -hmm. not far from Pearl. And I had been selected, uh, two of us from my ship, to go to this uh, luau at Nanakuli Beach on December 6th and spend the night in an army squad tent there on Nanakuli Beach and then come back Sunday morning. The next morning, well, I woke to the sound of explosions and all hell was breaking loose. And I got a ride down to the Navy Yard gate. The torpedo run had already occurred and Battleship Row was billowing black smoke. Planes were still strafing in harbor when I entered 
the Navy Yard. Just as I got back to the ship, where well, we were hit with a 500-pound bomb that ruptured our hull and flooded one of our magazines, but we had no loss of life. You know, we were waiting for the other shoe to drop. I mean, we didn't think it was over. You know, Battleship Oklahoma was capsized upside down. California was, her main deck was awash. Arizona was sunk. We sat around all day on battle stations waiting for How long did the attack last? Well, the first initial attack was at 7.55 a.m. And I don't know precisely the time for the second part of it, an hour or so later. But uh, the whole thing was over by 10 o'clock. Were you guys able to save your ship, repair it, and make it oh, usable? Yeah. We were, it was minor damage to us. And it was repaired by mid-January. In October or thereabouts, in 1941, some admiral had written a big article for Look Magazine about how we could defeat the Japanese in two weeks. He was very, very wrong about it. But that's, that's how optimistic people were back then. And we, we stupidly stacked all our battleships in a row down there for the Japanese to sink them. And I, that was really criminal. And did you see any more um, uh, uh, actual combat after Pearl Harbor? Nine times. First was Pearl Harbor, then there was Guadalcanal, there was uh, Alaska, Tinian, Attu and Adak, there was the Mariana, Saipan, Tinian and Guam, there was Palau Islands, Peleliu, and uh, there was Bougainville, Kulabangar, first and second battles of Kula Gulf. Uh, we received three torpedoes in the course of all this activity. Mm -hmm. And uh, final one in Lady Gulf in the Philippines, which uh, severely damaged us and took us out of the war, as a matter of fact.